0: Welcome. In Parshish Lech Lecha, we read that Avram Avinu went down to Egypt because there was a famine in the land of Canaan, and he had certain adventures, shall we say, in the land of Egypt, but when he came out, he came out a wealthy man. He was given many gifts by Paro. And even his nephew Lot, who had gone with him and who had served him loyally, he also came out with quite a, big, a bit of property. And we'll begin to read here in Perik Yirgimel Gimel, The Gam the Lot, and also to Lot, Avram, who went to Egypt with Avram, Ubakor He had uh, flocks of sheep and herds of cattle and tents. And the two of them, these two wealthy men, returned to Eretz Knan, and they began to uh, do the business of uh, Uh, shepherding and, and herding their their sheep and their and their cattle. But the land did not carry them for them to dwell together. The land didn't have enough pasture ground in order to support both of them. Because their property, their livestock property was very great. And therefore, they were not able to dwell together. and there was a quarrel between the shepherds of the um, of the cattle of Avram, and the shepherds of the uh, the the herds of Lot. What was the uh, what exactly was the quarrel? That's not really our topic in this year. Uh, Rashi says that the uh, shepherds of Lot would allow their their cattle and their and their uh, sheep to graze on other people's lands, and um, Avram was upset about that. That's not something that Avram was going to uh, to allow. There was some sort of a conflict. knani oz and the knani and the prizi were then dwelling in the land. That is a a, a, a phrase which seems to be superflu- superfluous. There's a very well-known Rashi comment on it. We're not going to go into that now. We're going to focus here on what's coming up. But there was a dispute between the shepherds of Avram and the shepherds of Lot. It certainly uh, seemed to have something to do with the fact that they had two very large, uh, herds and, and flocks in one uh, apparently fairly small place and it was to, just too tight for the both of them. So Avram said to Lot, Let there not be any quarreling between me and you and between your, your shepherds and my shepherds. Ki Ki achim Because we are brethren, we are brothers. Lot was Avraham's nephew. He was the son of, of uh, Avraham's brother Haran. So let's not fight. Let's find a resolution somehow. Hello, or it's the So Avraham said to Lot, isn't the whole land in front of you? Meaning, I'm going to let you go wherever you want. You can pick out the best place where we, where you want to graze your, your animals and I'll go somewhere else. <clears throat> Separate please yourself from upon me. Imha <clears throat> We're going to translate for the moment as, if you will go to the left, I will go to the right. <clears throat> and if you will go to the right, I will go to the left. Meaning, you choose where you want to be, you can choose the nicest place that you can find, and I'll go somewhere else. Before we go to the Rashi, I'd like to mention parenthetically a very, a very beautiful thought that is in the Sefer Shnei of Sabris in the Shlach. The Shlach points out, I think he's really quoting from earlier sources, but the Shlach points out that the word for quarrel is written here in two different ways. When the Torah is uh, narrating the story, it says, There was a Reb there was a quarrel between these shepherds and those shepherds and then abraham said to lot in the next passage do not allow a merivah to to be between us now merivah and riv basically mean the same thing they mean quarrel what's the difference between riv and merivah so the shlaw says riv is lushan zahar it's a masculine form word merivah Ending in that comet, say, that is a feminine form word. So what? So he says, what's one of the very important differences between a male and a female? One of the very important differences is that men don't have babies. So the rib was something that was isolated. It was like a man. One man stays as one man. He doesn't, man doesn't, the babies don't come out of his belly. That's the rib, there was a rib. But what Abraham was saying to Lot is, do not allow there to develop a female kind of rib. A female rib can reproduce, can from from one woman you can have now, uh, you can end up with 11 people because she she can have 10 children. I don't want this to get any bigger. That's what Abraham is saying. And this is of course, a very important uh, Musa, very important uh, point. In a practical points that, yes, sometimes there is a little friction between people for various reasons. Sometimes it's it's unavoidable. It's, it's each person has a certain point of view. Okay, that's a rib. But don't allow it to have children. Don't allow it to have babies. Don't allow it to become a marivote. Okay, let's go to our main focus, which is, of course, Rashi. We're going to take a look at two Rashi's here. On Pasuk Ches, in Parashat Abraham said to Lot, "Please let us not allow this uh, allow there to be any merivah between us, because anashim, achim, Because we are brothers. Now they were not literally brothers; they were not born of the same father or the same mother. So Rashi says anashim, achim, krevin. They were relatives, quite close relatives, not exactly brothers." Okay, we understand that, that sometimes we use the word brothers. Uh, and it goes a little bit farther than just a, a child of the same mother and father. Now Rashi says, a midrash the cluster panin. They were similar in the shape of their faces. Avraham and Lot had very similar looking faces. So according to this, Avraham was saying to Lot, please do not allow there to be any Borrowing between us because we look the same. We'll talk about that in Yurzah Shem. But that's another way that Rashi understands the meaning of the pasuk. And then Abraham said to Lot, Im the, the, the If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Rashi says, the chol asherte Rashi is telling us that this is not literal. We're not literally talking about the right or the left. It means, the wherever you will decide to sit, meaning to dwell, I will not go far away from you. And I will stand for you as a shield and as a help. Wherever you go, I'll go not too far away, and I'll be there to help you. And Rashi says, dover, in the end of the matter, this became necessary for Lot. He did need Avram's help. Shenemar, as we uh, read a little bit later, that there was a war between these kings and those kings. And Lot was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was captured. And it says, avram, ki achiv. avram heard <clears throat> that his brother, meaning his relative, had been taken captive. And etc. He went out and he fought, fought the the kings, and he was able to rescue Lot from from captivity. So Rashi is telling us uh, we see that uh, in fact uh, Lot uh, was very uh, very useful for Lot that Avram did not go far away from him. And I'd like to pose three questions on these two Rashi's. Question number one. as usual we're going a little bit out of order but it really doesn't matter question number 1 what exactly does rashi mean with this phrase that abraham and lot were domen the cluster panim they were similar in the face and the appearance of their face of their faces I mean, what's the point uh, let there not be any quarreling be- between us because you look like me okay i mean uh, Sometimes you can you can meet two people who are not at all related and have nothing to do with each other, but they they look a little bit alike. Does that mean they they need to be friends? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they have nothing, very little in common except the 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 appearance of their face. What is the point that since your face looks like my face, therefore let's not fight? That's one question. Question one B. This is really all part of the same question is that why did Rashi even need to quote this Midrash? The Pasek says, Achim. we are men who are brothers. Rashi said, krevin. the Pshat is are relatives. That would, seems like that that's sufficient. Rashi could have stopped there. Uh, and we know Rashi is primarily concerned with the Pshat. And by saying that Achim means Kruivim, it would seem that he has sufficiently explained the Pshat and it doesn't, it's hard to understand why he would then go on to tell us a midrash. So that's question one B. Question two is that regarding Pusak Tess, Imha Small ve Imina, as I said before, Rashi takes small and Yamin to be kind of figurative. It doesn't literally mean he's not literally discussing going to the left or to the right, or, or going to the north or the south. It means Wherever you go, Lot, I'll go not far away. How did Rashi know that? We see that some of the other Mephoshim, for example, Radak, Rabbi David Kemchi, he explains it more literally. Let's see how the Radak explains the pasuk. Im the If you wish to go to the north of the land, so that which would probably be called small, that's to the left, uh, we know uh, Rashi says someplace in a, certain places that uh, that south, the south of Eretz Israel is always referred to as Yamin, as the right. Why that is, is a good question. I mean, it, it's, if, you're, if you're standing in Eretz Israel and facing uh, Bovel, you're facing east. Yes, so the south is on your right hand side. But on the other hand, if you're facing west, then the south is on your left hand side. So I don't know exactly why that is. I don't uh, I don't get to the bottom of that 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 Rashi, but Rashi tells us that the south of Eretz Yisrael, perhaps the south of any place, is called Yemin. So here, I would assume uh, I would assume the Radak is not disagreeing with that. I think it's uh, there are a lot of sources for what Rashi is saying. So when it says if you will go to the to the to the left, that means if you will go to the north of the land. Ani am the arts. so I, Avraham, I will be in the south. The apeyah shanachnu In this corner, in this direction, where we are now, give the dreim Eretz because they were in the south of Eretz et etc. So Abraham is saying to look, if you go north, I'll be here in the south. The im haymin, and if the im hayamin, the im tirzeh atol the hishere b'ze. And if you want to stay here, Shuhua Doran, which is the south,, I will be pushed off because of you. If you choose the south, I will have to go to the north, the Ech, the Sweinhalits, and I will go to the north of the land. Abram is being uh, very um, very deferential, very, very uh, more than just fair to his nephew. And Abraham could have said, listen, I'm the boss, I'm the, I'm the, you know, I'm the uncle and and really the reason you're rich is because just because you clung to me because you stayed with me so really i get to stay here and you go find somewhere else but Avram avinu is not like that Avram avinu said listen you you choose where you would like to be and i'll go in the other direction you see the radak is understanding that small and yamin are are literal small means to the left which is which is a code word for north and yamin means South, which you mean, is, is often used to mean South. Rashi didn't take it quite so literally. He said, small and Yameen mean two things that are close to each other, like your right hand and your left hand, although they're on opposite sides, but they're not very far from each other. So when, when uh, Avraham said to Lot that if, if you go left, I'll go right, it means if you go over there, I'll be just a small distance away from you. So question number two is, how did Rashi know that this is the Pshat? Why didn't he explain it like, more literally, like the Radak? Also, if you take a look at the Targum Uncullis, it sounds a lot like the Radak. So again, and I mean, okay, Rashi didn't see the Radak. Radak lived a couple hundred years later, but Rashi did definitely see Unkelis, he quotes Unculus all the time. And yet here he deviates, he doesn't explain it exactly the way Unculus does. Question number three is regarding this last part of Rashi, where he says, Vesayf mm-hmm. davar Rashi points out that in the end, eventually Lot needed the help of Avram. As it says in Perik Yodalet, Pasik Yodalet, chapter later, number of psukim later. Rashi, it seems like Rashi here is coming to explain later psukim that we didn't learn yet, which of course, as I've said many, many times, is not his Derek. that's not his way. He usually focuses on the pasuk in front of him. Here the pasuk said, if you go left, I go right. Okay, Uh, for whatever reason, Rashi chose to explain that somewhat metaphorically, where he said, if wherever you go, I'll go not far from there. Okay, finished. If it happens to be the later in the Psukim, it really came out that Lot needed that help. Okay, that's that's nice. That's interesting, but that's that 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 shouldn't be something that Rashi would say. That's a later puzzle. Maybe over there Rashi would say something about how it relates to this puzzle. But it seems like here Rashi is getting involved with texts that come later in the Torah, which is not his usual method. So, let's attempt to answer these questions. And again, it just seems to be my way. Rashi has his way, I have my way. It's, uh, we're gonna go somewhat out of order. Let's begin with the question with, which I called 1B. and Why did Rashi need this Midrash? Why did he even start? He told us that Anashim Achim means we are relatives, not literally brothers, but relatives. And then he says a Midrash Agoda, we look the same. So in the Sefer Mare Rachel by my friend and my teacher Rabbi Herzog, he explains that if the meaning of Achim is merely that they were craven, is merely that they were relatives, then the Pasuk could have just said, ki achim anachno, because we are brothers. You wouldn't need the word anashim. Since the the Pasuk says anashim, anashim anach, anashim achim anachno, we are men who are achim, so therefore Rashi brought in the midrash because the midrash explains that we are anashim achim could be a phrase that means we are men who look alike. But if it just means relatives, you don't need the word achim. And you'll notice what is the dibur hamaskel of Rashi. What are the two? What are the words that he comes to comment on? Not only the word achim. Rashi also wants to comment on the word anashim. So that could be why Rashi gets involved in this Medrash. What is the point? However, I mean, okay. So we know now we have an explanation of why Rashi got involved and why Rashi told us this Medrash, but what is the Medrash really telling us? Why is that important that they look the same? The Mascula David quotes a an earlier Sefer called Nachlas Yaakov. I can't tell you much about the Sefer because I don't happen to have a copy. But it is one of the uh, fairly well-known Rashi super commentaries. Nachlis Yaakov explains that when Lot would go onto other people's fields, as Rashi, as we mentioned from Rashi before, when Lot would trespass onto other people's fields, people would look at him and think that it was Abraham, because they had very similar appearances, and that Abraham was really objected to. That's that's. First of all, that's making Abraham look bad. And secondly, we're, 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 yeah, Abraham doesn't want to look bad because it's chilul Hashem. Abraham represents Hakadosh Baruch and therefore it's a chilul Hashem. So the Nachlis Yaakov explains that's what Avraham was saying to Lot. He's saying, you know, let's not fight. Let's let's split a, split apart. Let's go to different places where we don't fight because we are an Hashim Achin. We have a very similar appearance, and as long as we're living in the same place, some of your misbehaviors reflect reflect badly reflect badly on me, and that I can't allow. The, the uh, Maskele David says, wait a minute, that's, that's a very interesting but, but if we would, uh, we didn't look at it carefully enough. But Rashi, who talks about lots people people trans- trespassing on other people's property, He never mentioned that Lot trespassed. Lot himself, apparently, uh, did not trespass. It was Lot's employees, Lot's shepherds, would trespass onto other people's property. Lot himself never did that. So we're back to square one. What's the point? What is the significance of this fact that Abraham and Lot looked very similar? The Nautilus, the Mask of the Dovid, explains with the following words since we are similar, meaning since we look alike this indicates the closeness of our nishamas. This indicates how close our two souls are. The face is a reflection of the soul. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess I don't have such a beautiful nishama. Look at this face. But the face is a reflection of the soul, and therefore if we have the same face, that means we have souls that are very close together, they are from one root, exactly what that means, I don't know, but the two souls are very similar, therefore, let's not allow quarreling to continue between us. That's the point. The first shot is we're brothers and it, we, we are relatives okay and it is uh, normal and expected that relatives should help each other and not not get into terrible fights and harm each other although, although sometimes it seems like that's what happens but we all understand that's not that's not correct that should not be allowed to happen and if it does happen if some resolution should be found that's the first explanation the second explanation is you and I are, we're more than just relatives. We are, we share almost a, a common neshama. Let's not fight. Derech parenthetically, parenthetically, I think we see something here very important. We see what a great person Lot was, or what a great person he could have been. He turned out to be not so great. Have to be separated from Avram. His uh, his uh, morality and his uh, and his belief in Hakadosh Baruch Hu and everything went down a lot, but he had the potential. He could have been very great, something on the level of something close, anyway, to Avram Avinu. He had he had a neshama which was very much like the neshama of Avram Avinu's, very similar build, very similar spiritual personality. Yet, what's the difference between Avraham and Lot? The difference is that Avraham uh, worked on it and was was careful to avoid things which would harm his soul. And he indulged. He took in a lot of things that were helpful for his soul. And he developed himself into Avraham Avina, whereas Lot failed to develop his potential. Okay, that was question number 1A. So we've answered question 1. We have explained why Rashi brought in this Midrash at all, what did he see in the Pusik which, which compelled him to bring in the Midrash. And we also now understand what is the significance of this fact that Avram and Lot looked alike. It's a reflection of, their, of the similarity between their two souls. And Avram was saying that because we are so, so similar to each other on the deepest level, therefore it's not appropriate that we fight. Now we go to the question, why does Rashi see fit to explain this this idea of left and right in a metaphorical fashion? Other Mephoshim say it means very literally. Wherever you go, I'll go somewhere else. You go to the left, I'll go to the right. You go north, I'll go south. Rashi says that's not exactly what it means. It means wherever you go, I won't go far away. That's a different point. how did Rashi know that? Why did Rashi say that? But the Eliom is Eliom Mizrahi says that if the shots would be very literal, if you go to the left I will go to the right. So that really is a continuation of the quarrel that there's a friction between the two of them. there's not enough land, Loats, shepherds do certain things which are inappropriate. if Abram says get out of here. Go as far away as you can, and I'll go in the other direction. Well, that's just continuing it. That's not really, that's not really extinguishing the fire. That's just moving over far away enough from the fire that you don't get burnt. But that's not that's not the objective. That's not what a person like Avraham Avinu would want. He would want to to quell the fire. Therefore, explains Mizrahi, uh, Rashi understood that he must etc is metaphorical. It means wherever you go, I won't go too far away. I think we can also say that what Rashi says on Pasek is, at least to an extent, it is a continuation of what he said in Pasek Ches. In Pasek Ches he said, based on the Midrash, that Avraham and Lot are very similar neshamas. They are spiritually very close, they have similar spiritual personalities, and therefore Rashi said to himself, so why would Avraham want to go all the way in the other direction from where Lot is? They are soul brothers, they're not just relatives, they are really very similar in in, in the deepest way. You don't want to go far away from such a person. So Avraham said, Rashi interprets that Avraham said, yes. I know we have to split. It's not working, living together here. But wherever you go, I will be not far away. I'll be there to help you. So the second Rashi is a continuation of the first. Of course, this is is very common. I've spoken about this, that once Rashi finds himself, uh, quote unquote, forced to bring in a Midrash, he will very often then continue to show and continue to be influenced by it. He kind of resists Midrashim at the start. He would rather explain things according to the Pshat. But once he accepts it, once he says to himself, you know what, the explanation of this Pesach has to be like what the Midrash says, he will then run with it and he will show you how the how the, the Midrash really is explaining the, the Pshat. And so here, he explained to Avram and Lot are such close soulmates. So therefore, when it came to the next Pasek about separating, he explained it in such a way that they're not going to separate and be very far from each other. And our last question is, why does Rashi bring in a later Pusik? Why does he start talking about Perik Yudalit, where Yudalit, where we find out that Lot really did need Avram's help? So, that we can understand based on everything we've said so far. And perhaps we could have said it even if we didn't, if we had not said everything that we said so far. But that we can understand that Rashi's shot in Hasmol the Amina is not so obvious. We showed that the Madak didn't explain it that way. And it looks like Targum Onkelis didn't explain it that way. But Rashi came with a Chiddush. That means, wherever you go, I won't go too far away. I'll be there to help you. Rashi wanted to prove it. He wanted to support it. He knows that he's saying a chiddish. He knows that he's saying a new idea that not everybody else is going to agree to. So he wants to prove it. He proves it by bringing in the later Pasek. That you see that, in fact, uh, once upon a time, Lot got into trouble. And who was there to help him? Avraham Obviously was not that far away. He wasn't in China. And he wasn't all the way at the other end of Eretz Yisrael. That would have taken a long time to get there. No, he must have been relatively close. So this supports Rashi's interpretation of Imhasmol HaSmol imina. This also brings out a, a fundamental point that I've said many times, that very often the Eker. The The main point that Rashi makes, he will make right away at the beginning of his comment on a posik. And then certain things that he tacks on, which look like they might be out of place, they might look like Rashi is getting involved in certain things that he normally avoids. Why are they there? Because they are coming to be mechazek. They are coming to strengthen the first point that he made in his first few words.